You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. This podcast is sponsored by the Fertility Roadmap, your guide to optimizing conception. The self-paced course teaches you everything you need to know to feel confident on your conception journey. Over six modules, you'll gain in-depth knowledge on hormones, how to track and confirm ovulation, when to take a pregnancy test, and strategic lifestyle shifts that are proven to enhance fertility. You'll also gain access to an exclusive community, monthly Q&As, and bonus downloads. Enroll today at blissberrywellness.com. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Today, we are welcoming Allison Schaff onto the podcast. And we are actually, well, I am. I am really excited to just be sitting down with her. If you've been in our group for a while, then you've definitely seen the link to the amazing website that she's created, Miscarriage Hope Desk. It is one of my favorite resources to share for members and listeners who have gone through miscarriages who are looking for quality resources. And so I'm delighted to now be sitting down with the founder of that amazing project. Allison, thanks for just taking some time out of your busy day to sit with us. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for, um, you know, sharing the resource. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I feel like what you have stepped into with your work is really unique. You know, there's a lot of resources out there, but there's not a lot of curated resources that are really meaningful and really actionable for women, um, especially in this difficult season of going through losses. And so I'd love to know, how did you, how did you get here? What was, what was that journey so that you created this, this resource for women? Well, I think, you know, oftentimes you will see, especially in the fertility world, it comes from a personal experience. Mm -hmm. So my case that that was true. It was a personal experience of going through multiple miscarriages and really just being caught off guard, you know, not even realizing that that was possible to go through so Mm, many miscarriages and realizing there was a lack of resources for women in my shoes. Um, But unfortunately there are, you know, other women out there that were having similar experiences to what I was going through. And I just felt like a lot of the um, fertility resources were focused on other types of infertility, women struggling to get pregnant, which was never an issue that I was having because it was just, I was getting pregnant, but they weren't sticking. So it felt like I was in a slightly different situation. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, we, we had just one miscarriage, but it was kind of like before we had children, it was our first entrance really into anything fertility. We hadn't been thinking about having a family. It was really a blessing um, with my health at the time to even find out we're pregnant and then to go through that. And I remember walking away from the experience, just feeling like it, it was a bizarre feeling because we were really fortunate to have been matched with a provider who was monitoring that post journey. And she was incredible, the most encouraging person I have ever met. Um, and so I'm so thankful for that. But outside of her just encouraging me on those like check-in appointments, there was nothing. And I just felt it was like pretty much like you're lost and not really sure where to go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Something, unfortunately, people don't even really talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. I found once I've created this and spoken up on, you know, my losses, I found out even, you know, friends that I didn't know Mm -hmm. had gone through that. And um, so I really encourage women once they've experienced that, you know, you don't have to 
post it to a public Facebook page unless that's you know what you want to do. But find ways that you can bring it up and have it be a conversation, and you might find that you'll make some connections you wouldn't otherwise make. Mm, that's so true, and that's that's actually what we discovered too. We shared about it, and the number of people who just came out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, we well, we've we've had one or more losses," was just like, "Wow!" My my oldest brother's wife commented, "She's like, oh, we've had a few," or and other people that was just like, "Wow, I never would have guessed." Looking at your life now. So I, I kind of want to hover there for a moment. You know, um, resources is one of my big passions. It's part of the reason why we birthed this podcast. Um, but what was what are some of like the the critical first resources that someone should be aware of if they're going through recurrent losses? Um, is there a specific pathway that they should pursue when they are considering? Um, like what to investigate or where to learn more. Do you mind? Would you mind diving into that a little bit? Yeah, I think there's a few different pieces. Um, one that I touched on briefly was that connection piece of seeing if you can find other women that you can connect with. We, you know, have a private Facebook group, um, but I found even our Instagram account has been a lot more attractive to people than I actually even expected it to be. And I think because there is some anim. There can be some anonymity there, kind of depending, um, and I think people just really like kind of connecting in that environment, um, but just figuring out a way to realize that you're not alone. And some of that can even be, you know, listening to a podcast episode. I know back when I was doing, I was searching podcasts to even just hear someone's story that was similar to mine to give me hope. Um, so that's why that was another, you know, resource I wanted to have was podcast episodes with stories of of hope and experience so people could relate to that. Cause I think that just helps you feel more connected and realize like, okay, I'm not the only one this is happening to. And like you said, you know, there are people that have been through this and you wouldn't even know it looking mm -hmm. at them today. Yeah. Like they did get through it. And yes, it's significant, but like they moved on and they in a lot of cases are now in a place where they do have that family they always dreamt of. It just it's hard to see that, like, I almost called it like the hard, you know, the hard middle um, mm -hmm. that you just see that like, oh, they're where, where I want to be, not realizing they've had similar experiences. Mm, that's super um, helpful. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah the other piece, because I was really saying to your question that was really important to me was just finding, um, you know, evidence-based research into what might be going on. So there's kind of like the like emotional piece, but then also the piece of like, what's going on, especially with something like a miscarriage, you wanna find out as early as possible if there's something that might be preventing you from staying pregnant. Um, for example, there's you know a structural issue. If you don't get that fixed, you're gonna keep running into the same issue. So I always say like as early as possible, start investigating, start becoming your advocate. And that's, um, those are some of the resources I really wanted to provide as well as, you know, articles that really um, empower women to be that advocate and don't leave you in this place of like, well, my doctor said it's fine, you know, really being your number one advocate and realizing that there is some, you know, testing and um, looking into things that, that might need to take place and really taking charge of that and ownership of that. Which I know that you have a really great resource that's um, the recurrent loss lab sheet, correct? Which is something that people can get from signing up for your newsletter. Um, how did you come about creating that? Was that something that you kind of put together from your journey? Was it assembled? I know you've got like a whole scientific team that oversees everything you do. Where did all of those pieces come from? Because I know it's so much more in depth than even some of the recurrent loss um, 
like checklists that like lab checklists that you would get just by going into the doctor's office? Yeah, I think a some of it was just my experience of going through different doctors and each one, you know, oh, well, this mm. test for this reason. And mm. also just, you know, spending time in Facebook groups and hearing mm. people, the phrase I always hear people say is, well, they've tested everything. And that phrase really bothers me. There are, maybe there's a certain finite amount of tests that are super relevant and going to make an impact, but you've tested everything just could never be possibly a true mm -hmm. statement. There are so many things you can test. Some things maybe again, aren't so relevant or aren't going to make an impact on your protocol. So maybe they're not worth testing. If you find some, you know, discoveries it's there's going to always be other tests out there. That doesn't mean you should be testing them. I mean, even our checklist, I don't say go test all of this. I always say, take this to your doctor, <laughs> work with your doctor to see, is there something here that I'm overlooking? There might be something on that checklist that the doctor says, well, for this reason, this isn't really relevant to you. So not worth wasting your money on this test. It's not going to you know, help, or it's not going to change your protocol or whatever the, the case may be. But I think it's better to start with the big list versus what happens is I find a lot of times people just start with one or two tests and then just keep chipping away with them over the years. And it's like, to me, you want to start big and then focus in on where, where you, I need to be looking and what answers might help, you know, change things for me. Mm, absolutely. And I think one of the benefits of walking in with like a pre-made list that's well formulated is you do have that opportunity to have those back and forth conversations. Sometimes I feel like when we, we don't, when we just don't have the information, we don't know the questions to ask and even getting clarity, like surrounding why, Hey, maybe this test isn't necessarily a good fit can just be almost really helpful for the stress portion, like knowing, okay, this is not suspected in my journey. Um, because I think we all, we all who, regardless of what that fertility journey has looked like, looked like there's always this like stress, like, well, maybe it's this, or maybe it's that, or maybe we need to go here. And so that it just alleviates so much. Yeah, no, I think, and that's a big piece of it, just in your mind, knowing that you are doing everything you need to do to make sure there's nothing obvious that's being overlooked. Hey friends, if you're looking to improve egg and sperm quality, then you need to check out Full Wells Fertility Booster. This powerful supplement is supercharged with antioxidants like coenzyme Q10 and N-acetylcysteine to help improve the quality of both egg and sperm. That means you only need to buy one bottle of this product and you and your significant other can both benefit from all of the nutrients it provides. Head over to fullwellfertility.com and use the code, all caps, BLISSBERRYWELLNESS at checkout to save. So, um, I, I know that you've got a lot in the works. You've got a lot of educational resources on your website. Do you have, are there any uh, specific pieces that you have been surprised that have been more um, popular or relevant for women than uh, others? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here with that question, but yeah. I'm just curious well, no, what jumped out. The one surprise, and this isn't exactly how you asked it, but one surprise that I've had just in general with Miscarriage Hope Desk is um, that our audience is not always women that are, Hey, I had a miscarriage, you know, last week, sometimes we'll have people in our community that have had a loss years in the past and it's mm -hmm. still impacting them because it's not something they ever, you know, kind of emotionally went through or even, you know, shared with anyone. So to me, that has been a surprise that, you know, we're supporting not just women that are, you know, maybe actively going through a loss or, you know, really struggling with it present day, but how much of an impact it can have over the course of a lifetime. And 
um, the fact that we've had people, you know, do have people in our community that are all different stages of, of grieving that loss. Mm, but that's a great thing to point out, just in a reminder that the stages of grief from a loss are not linear. Like you, you could have a different experience and journey depending on where you've been, um, which hopefully to someone who's listening, that's really encouraging knowing that, Hey, it's okay. If you're, you're still grieving something that happened a while ago. Um, and, and yeah, your community is dedicated solely to l- women who are recovering from a loss, correct? Yeah, it's, it really focuses in on miscarriage and then, you know, tangentially, and there's a lot of crossover in the fertility world of, you know, some are going through IVF or some might be going through, um, you know, and some have had one loss or multiple losses. Um, and, you know, miscarriage is technically first and second trimester, but sometimes when you get into this, there's women that have had, you know, later losses as well that are, you know, it's not like this set community, but the, <laughs> yeah. the main focus when I originally created it was around just the miscarriage piece. Um, but then it's kind of expanded just because there's so much crossover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely, if you don't mind, include a link to that in the show notes for anyone who's listening. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's valuable to find a community of people who have had that similar experience, because while our group, for example, is really more general, it's, we have a lot of members who have been through a loss or multiple losses, but it is more general. And there's something really special and unique about just being in that space where you know that everyone else who's there can understand. Um, it, I don't know. It just makes you feel almost more safe to pose a question or a struggle, um, which I'm sure you've seen that in just, I'm sure rawness of what people have been willing to share. Yeah. And it can be hard, you know, no one wants to hurt anyone else's feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think in a general, you know, infertility space, you don't want to talk about how easy it is like, oh, I got, pre-, you know, you don't want to, it feels like that might be insensitive to mention having multiple losses or multiple pregnancies when you know that, you know, everyone just has such a different story, but I have found within the fertility world, people tend to be, you know, so understanding and give people a lot of grace. So that's really been nice. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know what are some of the latest projects that you have working on for women? Um, I think you perhaps have something in the works for women who are pregnant after loss. Is that correct? Yes. So the pregnant after loss piece actually is that's done. That's it's live. Um, it's a, it's a, a program and a kind of like a course where people can really find joy in pregnancy and learn to enjoy it when it can be really hard. Um, another piece of that that I'm very excited about is there is a mentorship program where I one-on-one match people with someone who has kind of been through it and can be there either text or phone calls to kind of walk them through that. So I really love having that one-on-one support piece. Um, but just, you know, I'm, I've been so passionate about once you've gone through that loss, realizing you still can have a pregnancy that you deserve and one that's happy and exciting and it doesn't need to be, yes, going to be some hard times, but figuring out some tools and techniques for getting through that and still learning to really enjoy it. Um, even, you know, regardless of what your past was. Mm, yeah, that's fantastic. And it's really, it's one of those things that they don't, you don't talk about, but you know, mm-hmm. you enter into that new season of pregnancy and it is exciting, you know, oh yeah. Especially once you're past, you know, whatever that point was that that's kind of like, oh, got to get past this week. So I, I know I've felt like that with each of my pregnancies, like, oh, I've got to, we just have to get past that certain period. But, but it's mm-hmm. that anxiousness that kind of comes when you, 
you, you don't realize is going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's hard almost to articulate it unless you understand if you've had a loss and then you've been pregnant. Um, it's so wonderful. So that's an incredible resource, something that I'll be delighted to share about in the show notes. Um, so for someone who is struggling with miscarriage, is there any encouragement that you would like to offer? Oh gosh, you know, there's, there's so much, but I think the first piece is to know you're not alone. You know, like I think it, it can feel really isolating, especially in the beginning. And the further along I've gotten, the more I've realized that was never really the case, even though it feels like that in the beginning. Um, and then just kind of also knowing that this is, you know, everyone's on their own journey, their own path. No to, you know, you can listen to my story or someone else's story and um, pick and pull pieces of inspiration and hope, but know that every story is, you know, different and yours, it really does come together and make, I don't know if it's weird with miscarriage. You don't want to say like it makes sense, but I think it's something you're able to look back on and still be really grateful for where you are. Like now, um, you know, being a mom of two, I know any mom is going to be grateful, but I just feel like the depth of gratitude I have for my kids is like so much deeper than it ever could have been had I not gone through what I went through to get here. And sure, there's tough times and times when it's like, you know, they're two and four, you know, there's a lot of work. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> I think I really am able to tap into that like really deep gratitude and appreciation because of what I went through and enjoy the moments, even the hard ones, a lot more than I otherwise would have. So there are some kind of beautiful things that come out of it. Mm, well, that's very hopeful and I appreciate you sharing it. Um, so for anyone who's listening who would like to connect, where can they do that? So our website is the best place to start and from there oh so the other big thing so I have the pregnancy after loss and the doesn't make as much of a difference to everyone on the outside but we are now transitioning into a nonprofit. so oh, okay um Ms. Carrie took desk has been around for a few years and realizing from the beginning we've always been more about impact than anything else and so this transition is really just kind of a representation of us trying to make as big of an impact as possible. We primarily provide only free resources. So hopefully this enables us to do that at a much larger scale. Um, so in saying that I was almost said the website incorrectly, but it's now miscarriagehopedesk.org instead of .com. Oh, um, but that's the best place to start. We have everything we have is under the name Miscarriage Hope Desk, but there's um, podcast, Instagram account, a um, private Facebook group, and newsletter, which can be found on the website, but the newsletter is a great place to really hear kind of directly from me and kind of stay in touch there. I'm trying to think if I've overlooked anything. The uh, lab checklist you can get by through the website. Um, the website has all of those articles. I think that's, I think that's most of the places. <laughs> well, fantastic. Cause that's a lot of, it's so much good info. And, um, I, I, I appreciate, you know, specialized 
resources like what miscarriage hope desk offers because you you know when you're pulling up the website or you're going on the instagram page that you're going to get something that is related to miscarriage or loss and it's good resources which sometimes you know you'll have a really great one-off post here and there but it's just a constant stream of good stuff so for anyone who's listening um, if you have been through a miscarriage you know someone who has this is the resource to share with them we're going to provide all those links in the show notes below Um, but allison thanks for taking time to just speak with us today on this topic. I I appreciate you sharing just from all of your work and your personal experience. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It was great. We've connected over the years, but it's always Mm -hmm. fun to be, you know, face to face and even if it is online to to talk. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it's this great wide world of the internet where you know people, but you actually don't like know them. (laughs) Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to leave a review wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. And with that, we'll be back with another episode here soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode.